Hello, welcome to the third edition of the AF Beer Club podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes so far. We've had Luke from Lucky Saint and also Laura from Club Soda on the previous episodes. So if you've not heard those, make sure you go back and listen to them. Today's episode is um, similar to the previous two, where I'm putting up the audio from the virtual AF Beer Festival, which I held in early June this year. Uh, So some of the things that we speak about with the guests uh, might be a little bit out of date now, but um, it's still interesting and um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get the gist of it. Today's conversation is with James and Rob from Big Drop. Uh, you've probably seen their beers around. You've probably drunk a lot of their beers as well. Um, they've been around for um, three, four years now. And um, yeah, we had a fantastic chat. They were actually the first people on the um, the weekend of the beer festival. And they shared lots of amazing insight and some of their new beers, which are now available. If you've not had a look at it already, you can sign up to my AF Beer Club, which is six beers delivered every month and um, in this month's box there is the um, the IPL which uh, by Big Drop which they talk about uh, during the interview. Last month we had the uh, the double dried hops and this month we've got the IPL um, and yeah so every month there's six new beers and I'm trying to pick my favourites to share with you so for more information on that you need to go to AF beerclub.com anyway i hope you enjoyed the conversation with with rob and james um if you have any questions or anything you want to share about the podcast or about anything that i do you can um, just get me on any of the social media platforms at af beer club enjoy Let's start off. Can you just like I know we've probably all heard the name. A lot of you, a lot of people will um, have drunk some of your beers. But can you just tell us a little bit about the sort of backstory of Big Drop? When did it all start? Uh, how did you get to where you are today? Should I do the Should I do the backstory bit, James? Yeah, definitely. Um, so for my sins, I am um, still technically um, a lawyer. And um, back in 2010, I had started a law firm in the city of London uh, with another guy, um, which now does very well. But the, the the broad split of work between me and him was that uh, he would do all the complicated legal stuff and I would go out and get the clients. And back in 2010, and even more so before then, when I was working my way up, that, that largely involved standing in the pub, drinking lots of beer uh over prolonged periods of time and, and in fact I would, so i would get into the office about uh, i don't know it's seven eight o'clock in the morning work until one o'clock in the afternoon and then hit the pubs and if i came back before five o'clock my my then business partner would be saying what's what's wrong why yeah. are you why why are you back what's why aren't you out in the pubs um and and then i had my first kid um in 2014 who could well burst through that door at any moment in a north korean expert kind of uh way but um 
Uh, and, and you suddenly realize, I guess, like a lot of people that you can't, you can't stand in a pub all afternoon. Most, most days of the week, this is, this isn't just every other Friday. This is most days of the week. Uh, and then go home and change nappies and do baths and put babies to bed because the mother of said child will not let you do that. If you've had, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to that. And that seems from, from people that I've spoken to, that seems to be one of the, one of the major reasons, if, if not yeah. having children, but sort of growing up, like, Getting a bit older, not being able to handle as many beers as they used to, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, and and that's that that's exactly it. And so, this is the sort of slightly shortened version, but fundamentally, I I stopped drinking alcohol for about six months, I'd say. Um, but the key, the 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 reason people say to me, well, how come you you know sort of spotted this? opportunity or you know why did you do what you what you did and it was simply because i still had to go to the pub if i think a lot but if you just quit if you just go oh, do you know what i need to take a break from it or i'm cutting down or what, whatever it is you just you probably go to the pub less or you don't go to yeah. the pub at all but i still had to go to the pub because that was my job yeah you know, my job was to go to the pub and hang out with people and try and get them to give me work as a lawyer so i ended up standing in pubs drinking you know let's let's name the brand because we're, we're all friends and I don't have anything against it, but drinking Beck's Blue because yeah. that's what was in the pub. But I don't want to drink Beck's Blue, not, not even from a quality perspective, but because of a style perspective, because I don't really like lager. Mm, okay. I like dark beers, generally speaking. We're going to try the, the brown. Um, and then I'm stood there in these amazing pubs that we had because of the craft beer revolution and you can have any style of beer from around the world at any, you know, ABV level you want. But if you want a non-alcoholic beer, mm. you know, after the, the bar person has stopped laughing at you, they, they give you the Bex Blue. And I just yeah. thought, well, this is, this is crazy. And, and, you know, I've, I've known James since we were at school together, we've played in bands together. We're, we're not probably knocking on about 25 years that we've known each other. And, he was at the same sort of stage in his life. He had young kids. Like you say, you get to a certain age and, you know, maybe it's Tuesday and you fancy a beer, but you've got young kids or you can't hack it. Yeah. But you still want a beer. You just mm -hmm. don't want the consequences. So yeah. we sort of, we, you know, mulled it over and threw it around, mostly in the pub, mm -hmm. ironically. Um, and, and, and then we sort of came to the conclusion that this was a, this was a good idea. Um, but when was that? What what um what, what sort of year was that? Was that uh, these plans coming together? These conversations. Um, it was probably about well, the first beer came out November sixteen. Okay. So we were probably talking about it early, early sixteen. Wow. Um, yeah. But the problem was, of course, that neither of us knew how to brew beer. Which <laughs> it's a bit of a setback when you want to. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there, this this the slight dent in our plan was uh, <laughs> that we, we didn't know the uh, the end the right end of a mash from the wrong end so what what's uh what you, what's the plan after that then you got the idea and then yeah so found, found a brewer yeah yeah Sorry, we, we talked to a few brewers and i think rob covered this when we, we did our crowdfunding video and one of the things you know we went out and talked to some brewers and some brewers just said i'm I'm not even going to do this for you because I, I, I don't want to waste your time. 
um, it, it, it's a terrible idea. Right. Um, and and then we we found Johnny, who was who still is one of the kind of the greatest experimental brewers around. And he he took the challenge on. And it was you know it when we said to him we want to make a, a 0.5 AF beer. Um, the first thing he came back to us and said is, no, you want to make a great beer that just so happens to be 0.5. Nice. That, that, that put us on the right track was that yeah. you don't just make a 0.5 beer because that that's not the thing you want to do. You want to make a great beer and it just yeah. so happens to be 0.5%. Um, and that set us on good on, on a good trajectory. And the stout was the first one that came out. And, and that was, you know, we, we were off from there really. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I hadn't realised that um, until until this week that that was your that was your first your first beer. That's yeah, quite, that, quite a bold that, choice to go with. A... Yeah, I mean that that came from you know a, a lot of the things. You know, a lot of ideas tend to come from necessity and that sort of thing. And Rob, as Rob says, he's a dark beer drinker, and and he was look and Rob was looking for that thing that yeah that he was after. And and you know Johnny thought it was a great idea. No one else was doing it, and the question was was why is no one doing it? Uh, you know is it possible to do and, and we managed to do it and and you know the, the 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 recipe of the stout is still pretty much the same as it is today oh, and if you if you're a dark beer drinker the, the stout's yeah. gonna in most cases absolutely suit you down to the ground absolutely well personally for me that was like that was the thing that when i when i kind of started thinking i'm going to cut back a bit or, or or stop completely was having your stout and thinking actually this this is this will this is a perfect replacement like I don't need to have the high strength ones if I can if I can have this. And I know I know it's the same for a lot of people. Um, before we go back to, because uh, I want to ask you where you found this maverick, this Johnny, because um, <laughs> he's, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. So, um, but should we open the beer? Because I know there's going to be people at home. Yeah, that yeah. Are, uh, um, so it's the it's the brown, isn't it? Yeah, it's the brown. Which will be, it's one of the last ones that's going to move over to our new packaging. So you'll have. If you've got one at home at the moment, you'll have it in the the outgoing design. The new design is going to like. look more like our new cans. Okay. That sort of That's out in a couple of weeks, and that'll be on our on our big drop store pretty soon. Let's uh, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. This was um, I can't remember when the brown came out, but it really was. We yeah, we did the stouts, and and everyone who tried the stout. Really, and I do genuinely think it is a fantastic beer. Um, but people really wanted a pale ale. But I'd, I'd always wanted my my sort of vision for for Big Drop is that it, it mirrors what other craft breweries are doing. So we're not. The goal was never just to do the stout or the pale ale or even just three beers. The the, the goal, and we're still working on it after you know, nearly four years is, mm. is to have a full portfolio of different styles of beer. And this is the beer that is the style of beer that I think made me grow up as a, as a beer drinker, because when I was at university, I went to university drinking lager mm. and I would go to the pub over the road and, and a pint of, dare I say it, I can't believe I used it, but a pint of Foster's was whatever it was, four pounds or something. Yeah. But that that pub, as I now know, because I know more now, had obviously got a deal with some local brewery that provided them with a white label cask ale 
yeah. and you could buy a pint at this car scale for under two quid. Yeah. So as a student, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not paying four quid for Fosters when I can drink a pint of that. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the beer. That, and then, of course, you learn more about beer. You try different car scales and then you go into kegged beers and and it just opens up that whole world. So this is this is the beer that I like to think sort of turned me into a more seasoned yeah. beer drinker. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, that's, yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to tell? I, I actually don't have it here. <laughs> no, I know. Yes, we have logistical issues. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, some people on the chat saying they got, some people on the chat saying they got the lager as well. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll cover this and we'll, we'll okay. cover the lager as well. Yeah, it about, covers, it covers both ends of the spectrum as well. And then we yeah. can talk about some of the other, some of the other things that we're up to. Yeah, yeah. So apologies if you haven't got the brown ale. Um, but it is, um, it, it, <laughs> We, you know, with the rebrand, it's uh, there's there's lots of different um, branding things going on. I, brown ale to me never sounds very sexy, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know well, fundamentally it's a uh, it's a great British style of beer. What's yeah. um, what's it going to be called in when, in the new um, the new one's going to be called the woodcutter? Okay, the woodcutter, nice. Yeah. And then uh, the hazelnut porter, which you may have seen, yeah. um, is going to be called Off Piste. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, yeah. which is really good. And I think I think that's everything. Oh, the, the golden ale will be the last one um, that we that oh. we release that we move over to the new packs. That'll be coming out in a three thirty mil bottle. We originally did it at five hundred, just as a tester. Um, but we're going to do it in the smaller bottles again, and that's going to be called BST. British summertime. Okay. Um, and then that'll be the, the the main range moved over. And then we've got some interesting stuff coming out through yeah, summer yeah. editions and, and we'll do a winter series as well, which will be darker beers. Nice. Yeah, lots um lots going on. Uh, well, we, we, we've opened up so many cans of worms just in the last minute. <laughs> oh, I've got so much to ask you about. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the um, the collaboration that you did, um, the series that you did? When was that? Yeah. Now? Was that last year? Last year, last September. Because yeah, yeah. um, people might not necessarily know about that, and it, that was sort of well for me. That was pretty revolutionary. I hadn't seen anything like that in the. In it was, again, it was it was it was. I was going to say it was me. It was my idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, it goes back to this point that I. I want Big Drop is a craft brewery first and foremost. That, that's it. The fact that our beers happen to be alcohol free is very much secondary to that. Sure. And, and one of the, you know, one of the, in as much as there are traditions in a sector that's not particularly old, but one of the traditions in craft brewing is that you you do collaborations with other breweries. You know, you meet friends at festivals and trade shows, and you think, yeah, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if we made that that crazy beer that probably you know, a supermarket isn't going to take, that isn't going to sell a shed load, but actually between us, we've probably got enough fans, consumers and drinkers that we mm. can that we can justify making it. And I was like, no, I, I, I want to do that as well. And mm. it is an excuse. Like, you know, you say like, we're opening a can of worms and, and that's right, but it's an excuse to go and go and try some some weird and wonderful things with, with other brilliant breweries. Um, yeah, so who, and, who did you work with? Um... So, so we did. had uh, work with Harbour down in uh, down in the southwest. We worked with Salt. Uh, we worked with Fine, and we did one with Four Pure as well. Um, which and the uh, Four Pure James James has got that. Yeah, I don't think I've um, 
sits in my my area of beer enjoyment perfect um and then the kadama on the other side which is also absolutely fantastic uses japanese hops uh sriracha ace hops um and that i'm having i I can i've never i've not quite nailed down to describe what the flavor is of it i don't know if you have rob uh, no, I, I just read off the back. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to avoid being quite. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've got we've got uh, honey undertones of German specialty malts, and one of one of the things that we do, particularly with with our beer, is you you might find with alcoholic beer that the brewers are using just one or two types of grains, like readily available. Not not mass mass produced is the wrong word, but you know easily available grains that, that you can use in beers. Whereas what we're doing is um, using many many different types of grains across all of our beers. So when we send our recipes across to the breweries that we use to produce it, they kind of go, "Oh, really? That that looks really very complicated because they're not used to seeing so many grains." Right. Um, so we are using specialty malts that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see in a standard beer. Um, You've got citrus and orange notes, gooseberry, white wine undertones. But the, the so it's, it's an India, it's an India pale lager, an IPL. So it's quite an unusual style. Um, but lagers are really light beers, are really, really difficult to make as alcohol-free versions because alcohol does two things one alcohol itself is flavorless it doesn't have a flavor alcohol is like salt it's a it's a flavor enhancer so if you have alcohol in something it brings everything to life yeah um, and it also gives drinks mouthfeel when you when you have that glass of wine or whiskey and you swirl the glass and you see the legs mm-hmm. the viscosity that that's alcohol that's yeah. what it's there for so if you don't have that in your drinks then by definition you're losing a, a, a couple of things um so making a drink such as a lager which by definition is very clean very crisp very light there's not a lot to a lager what makes lager is the alcohol really it's really really difficult to compensate for the lack of alcohol in an alcohol-free lager that's why when that's the problem that we had when we started was everyone was like well alcohol-free beer doesn't taste it very much we were like no Alcohol-free lager doesn't taste (laughs) it very much, but try this pale ale, try this stout, try this brown ale. And then people are going, oh, no, it tastes like stout, doesn't it? It's like, yes, no, because it is stout. stout. (laughs) Because it's stout. But what the the IPL as a style allows you to do is is you have the, the quite light, crisp base of a lager but then you, there's hops, there's more hops in there than you would expect to find with, with a lager. A lager is not very highly hopped at all. There are hops in it, obviously. So these, these hops, the Sriracha and the Nelson Suave in, in here, just give you that extra flavor and aroma that you're missing with a standard lager or Pilsner, but without losing the, the clean, crisp base. So they, they so this is, the, this is the Summer Special IPL we did one of the collaborations that we did was an IPL mm. last year and most people's favorite was that or the black IPA with okay. which was mine um and and again I think Johnny has totally nailed this I appreciate this it shouldn't just be an advertorial for big drop 
Um, but this this would certainly rank as one of my personal favourites. And as I said, I don't even really drink white beer, so you know. Um, yeah. can, you mentioned Johnny again, and I did say I was going to ask a bit about a bit about him. So, so no, he's not that important. <laughs> who uh, who is he? Who is he? What? Yeah, he seems to be doing wonders. How do, how does your sort of setup work? You say about working with the with the breweries. Um, how how does producing a beer for Big Drop work? Um, so what generally happens? We we came across Johnny when the big hurdle. One of the things that stopped us starting Big Drop any quicker was the fact that we didn't have the money to build a brewery, and any brewery that was able to contract brew your beer, i.e. another brewery brews our beer, which is what we do all around the world, um, they wanted such volumes that we weren't able to provide because we were like, well, I can't brew 10,000 litres of beer. But eventually we, we found a little brewery in Bermondsey called U-Brew and I went to see them. I still didn't have a brewer. We still neither James nor I still knew how to brew beer. So I said to them, this is what I want to do, but do you know anybody who could help me? And it was literally that moment where, you know, they point in the corner and Johnny just goes, ah, <laughs> uh, I can help. Uh, and then I see, yeah, as James said, I go up and have a chat with him and say, this is what I want to do. And he says, yeah, this, this looks interesting. And so originally it started that he just designed some recipes for us. And then he came on board full time to work with us uh, a couple of years ago. So he has a little, you know, uh, imagine either like a giant magic mushroom in a forest with chimneys and steam coming out of it or some kind of steampunk tiny little unit in uh, near where he lives in Bath uh, and he's in there tinkering and uh, playing around and every now and again he emerges and just sort of says this one I've got this one and then we'll try it we get a box of unlabeled liquid arrived yeah. <laughs> uh, just numbered or lettered a b and c and then Johnny WhatsApps us and says feedback, yeah. <laughs> and, and then we and then we have a, a a potential kind of recipe development. So we so the last two that Johnny did that he sent us was the was the the two summer series, and then we're going to do a winter series as well, which which Johnny's uh, probably concocting and uh, throwing mad shapes around his pilot kit at the moment. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what he comes up with. Nice. Um, somebody on the on the chat asked about um, the collaboration. Um, is, is there any plans to do to do a second one? I saw that question. Yeah, or is that, is that <laughs> even under your hat for now? That's a yeah. TBT. Watch this space. Okay. It's not, it's not no. Okay. It's not no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if we if we can pull it off, it's going to be absolutely outstanding. Like yeah. Genuinely proper party poppers, wow. champagne, alcohol-free champagne, and alcoholic champagne. It's not uh, no. That's all we're saying, there, Rob. That's all we're saying. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you you've got plenty to keep us going anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's, 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 there's lots on offer. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, if people on who are viewing have, you know, if this is your first introduction to Big Drop, and uh, you enjoyed what you know what you tried this evening, head over to our if, and if you're in the UK, then head over to our UK store and, and use that code and 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 try it. There's a few mixed cases we do on there. I definitely, if you like the lighter beers, I definitely recommend trying the the poolside or the Kadama. 
and uh, you've got a discount code. So go wild. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> oh, well, thanks a lot, guys. Um, I just, yeah, that was that was fantastic, and uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see to, to see it from your side. And uh, we love the beer, so it's great to, to hear how they're how they're produced and a bit about the story. So thank you so much. Um, no, no worries. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. It's glad to be the, the we're glad to be the first people to to kind of kick this weekend off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely, I think this is really exciting. I, I do when I heard about it because it's um, there. There is a whole movement's too strong a word, but just you know, the, the more the merrier, and the more people that are making great drinks like this, the better. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, thank thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time, and um, good luck with with the launch of the new beers and uh, everything that's going in the future. So, cheers, guys. Uh -huh.